Book Interrupted is running another contest. We're giving away a waterproof Kindle Oasis. The contest runs from November 5th to November 27th. To find out more, go to www.bookinterrupted.com contests. This episode is sponsored by the blog Home Under Clutter. Lindsay is a self-proclaimed clutterbug. She got so sick of living in clutter that she did a huge purge. Join her on her never-ending journey of decluttering and organizing at www.homeunderclutter.com. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. It's my coveted time where I can do whatever I want. But also here's a whole bunch of research and backup of why I think the way that I think. And so when people are like, well, just skip it because you're too busy. You're like, well, I'm busy when I sleep too. I can do 10 minutes. A new book called Minus 4% Fix. I need less. <laughs> that my level of self-care is going to slowly start to erode. Does anybody else have a problem restraining themselves when someone says balls? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> my body Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with uh, And we're gonna talk it uh, out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from October 24th to November 28th. It's our fan Lindsay's book pick, and we're reading 4% Fix by Karma Brown. How to find guilt-free time for what you really want to do and why it matters. How would you use this one hour, only 4% of your day, to change your life? All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. Okay, so here is my thoughts sort of halfway through the book. Um, so far, I just really love the way that she talks about coming up with all kinds of excuses why not to try something. So why not just try it and see if it works rather than focusing on the negative. She just seems so positive. And I think that I'm very much an optimist and I feel always where there's a will, there's a way. And I feel like she writes the same way as that. And I really connect with that. I enjoy all of the stuff she's including so far. I love, she has a quote that she says, waiting for the perfect time could just be a waste of time. So decide that you're gonna do it and try it. And I love that. I feel like there's so many times where you just kind of don't use your time as efficiently as you could. And everyone does that, I do that too. But when you focus on your priorities and you get them straight, then you have more time to do what you need to do. Anyway, so far I'm really excited to get through the rest of the book and I am excited to see what else she has to say. I'm definitely pulled along. This is essentially what I'm getting from the book. She's got her thesis, which is, 
you know, give yourself an hour a day to do the things that you truly want to do that you feel like you don't have time for and do that at the beginning of the day when you're feeling most creative and maybe least likely to get interrupted or least likely to be tempted to go do the things that you have to do or the things you feel you have to do to be productive. And I don't disagree with her. I've done this many times throughout my life, you know, got up early, do what I want to do. And so I think that's great. So I think that's the problem with the book is she doesn't really have to sell me on this idea. I'm already on board. And I kind of just wish the book was shorter. So each chapter either takes a, a roadblock that might stop somebody from doing the 4% fix or gives you another reason why it's a good idea or talks about you know your brain on sleep or how we learn or how we change habits, things like that. However, because each one's just reiterating the same kind of thesis, I find that it's, I hate to say this because I do agree with her, but I just kind of find the book boring, probably because she's, it looks like she's read a lot of the same books that I've read. So there's a lot of the stuff that I already know, and I'm not excited to read the book. I think that's my only problem with it. I like the idea. And it has kind of jump-started me to try doing it again. I kind of took a hiatus from getting up early and doing something just for me uh, when I had children. And that's probably because they get up so early because of nursing and all that kind of stuff where my kids might end up being in my bed in the morning and wanting my attention first thing in the morning. They do get up pretty early. But now that they sleep in sometimes till like six, I have a little bit more time. Um, so I could get up at 5.30 or five. And I'm using that time to spend a little bit of time with my husband and play my piano. It's actually not a piano, it's a keyboard, so I can plug in my headphones, which is great. Otherwise, it would be way too loud and wake everyone up. But I'm really starting to think that maybe what I want to do is write letters to people. This is something I think about all the time. I'm really bad at keeping in touch with my friends, and that's okay, because my friends are the type of friends that I can go away and not talk to them for a while. And when we get together, it's like we've never been apart so that's great, but isn't it great to get a letter in the mail? I had somebody send me a letter in the mail and it was so exciting. So I think that I would like to return the favor and it's something I felt about doing for a long time. And it's not that I don't have the time, it's just that I'm a terrible procrastinator. So if I have a little bit of time to do that, I will. Actually, that might be one of her chapters talking about procrastination and how to avoid it. So I'm gonna read the rest of the book, of course. Um, but again, it's a bit of a slog for me, um, even though I do agree with some of the things she says. And uh, if there is something that you want to do, then find time to do it. Okay, this will be my personal journal number two for the 4% fix. I can't remember what I said. It's over there on my shelf. I'm not going to get it because then you'll see that I'm not wearing pants. Just kidding. Or am I? <laughs> anyway, this book, I didn't think I was going to like it because I don't like this I don't know why I didn't think I was gonna like it if I didn't think I was gonna like it and then I started reading it and I really do like it so I'm super happy about that for example there was one part where the author said like it's in the very beginning and she's like okay so you know basically she alludes to the fact that she gets up at five in the morning and that's how she gets this extra hour of time for herself to do her things and she says okay so ready here we go now we're gonna do it step one set your alarm for 5 a.m which is exactly what i don't want to hear like in the first 20 pages of a book about you know 
making a change because it's scary, right? Change is scary. But then she's like, just kidding, you know, whatever, whatever. And she goes on. So I loved that she acted how I thought she was going to act. She acted how I was afraid she was going to act and then was like, duh, I'm not doing that. And then, then that made me feel better. I also really like her sense of humor because it's like that example. It's it's funny and um, I think down to earth. So I kind of do like this book. I'm well into it now. And the only thing that, well, it's pretty good. I'm, it, it feels kind of like a giant persuasive essay, which I suppose it is, because I think the the main push of the book is her convincing whoever's reading it to wake up earlier than they think they want to. And perhaps she's speaking to, you know, those those of us who prefer to stay up later at night. But she really does make a good argument. And I mean, personally... I am staying up late at night and not doing anything, but it's literally because I want that hour. Like she even spoke to me on that. She's like, are you only staying up late because it's the only time like that you have the quiet? And it's true. Like, that's why I stay up late. I wait until my son goes to bed and my husband's go to husband, husbands, my multiple husbands go to bed. And then I just get to do whatever I want, which is usually literally nothing, which is like sit on the couch and watch TV. And her good point is that, you can do that at five in the morning and be productive. So against all odds, I actually like this book and I might even try to do it. I'll save it for the conversation that I'm going to have with the group about it. I have more to say, but I'll share it. It's better in story form with with a conversation than with just me telling about it right here. So anyways, um, personal journal number two, we are giving this book at least two thumbs up because I one thumb because I'm pleasantly surprised because I didn't think I was going to like it. And then my second thumb is because I'm enjoying it. Even if I don't take what it's telling me and, and incorporate it into my life, it's still enjoyable to read. So I don't even feel like it was a waste of my time. Okay, so inspired by the 4% fix, I decided to do this personal journal at 5am. Does anyone believe me? <laughs> because there's no chance in hell that's ever gonna happen. I totally get her reasons, you know, she, she talks all the reasons why and I love the research and stuff, but man, that's never gonna happen. Maybe if you can go to bed every night super uh, early, then you can do that, but it's my job, I'm gonna be up late. But that being said, I did start getting up a bit earlier and I've actually had to get up early at 7.30 a.m. for a few different days, so that was difficult, but I did it. And uh, I, I'm trying to do a little bit of what she's saying. I mean, I have to say that my favorite, favorite, favorite part of the book is uh, the procrastinating thing. Oh my God, do you know how often I do that? Like, I, I'm trying to not do something, and so I bake. I'm always baking, especially banana bread, which is what she says she does all the time. So I loved that. Uh, I also, wait, I have some one other thing. Oh, we're talking about, like, the different larks and wolves and different things of uh, how, how people are like when they sleep, a bunch about sleep and how they they uh how they deal with their day and when they go to bed and she said even if you're someone who likes to stay up later that there is research that says that doing your creativity first thing in the morning is great that that's the best time to do it so i did this morning try right when i woke up to and i got it back a little bit early to write right in the morning Yet I don't think that's for me. I mean, you know, she does talk about how habits, like you've got to develop these habits. And so this was just one day, but 
you know, if I maybe if I did it every single day, that would be great. But I kind of love my mornings to just, you know, she also talks about doing nothing and just laying there. And those are my mornings when I, I just like to lay in bed and not think of something and just have all the creativity come to me and ponder and think about life and philosophize. I don't know if I philosophize, but you, that's okay. That I do not philosophize, but like, you know, just ponder everything. And so by me having to jump right into my computer, I just really didn't like that. It was also very hard to break me of my habit of checking my email right in the morning which is probably a good thing to break. So I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to do that as well. I also want to say one quote, where is it in the book? This is, you know, she has a bunch of quotes, which, you know, I'm not super into quotes, but I did really like this one. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you gotta put up with the rain from Dolly Parton. And I totally agree with that too. You know, you gotta take the good with the bad. If you want the good, you gotta take the, the other stuff, the bad. I guess rain's not bad, but. Okay, I'm going on a tangent now. I'm gonna go finish this book, and uh, yeah, I love it so far. I think it's great. Don't think I'm gonna do all of it, but really like the book and her style. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you in a bit with my final book report. And I'm back to talk a little bit more about The 4% Fix by Karma Brown. Uh, and I'm glad I'm a bit softer now, and I'm not like grilling this poor author uh, behind her back. I didn't really enjoy that previous part of me that thought uh, that I was all that in a bag of chips, you know? And I'm enjoying it. I'm about halfway through, and I'm delighted to report that there are new learnings, uh, new ways of approaching this concept of giving myself more time and taking advantage of just ah, that blissful part of the morning where I can not have any other worries other than myself and try to fill that time in a way that feels fulfilling, gratifying, perhaps even pleasurable. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what part I like best yet. There's a few things. I love the whole idea of making a visual representation, like on a giant calendar that she suggested, where one can put like a red X or a green check mark or a gold star, something to like symbolically represent that day one achieved. And then you'd start to see in succession a number of green check marks and that after a while that in and of itself would be quite addictive when you're trying to introduce something new into your life that even if you're not really feeling it at first and you're like oh my gosh hit the snooze again please that just by having that visual representation that that could help be a great motivator uh, so i think i'm going to steal seeds on that thank you karma uh, I really appreciate that Karma Brown is a woman, that she is a Canadian, that she is a mother as well, and that writing wasn't necessarily her first career. So I really appreciate uh, that we kind of have this, even though she doesn't know who I am, I feel a sense of bonding towards her. Uh, so I can't wait to finish reading the book and perhaps the I'll share one more thing that really uh, delighted me. So. I don't know that I love to-do lists, but I certainly do have many to-do lists. And she introduces this really great, fun idea. Well, I think it's fun. Like have your normal to-do list, but then have this special to-do list and have no more than four items on there. And those four items really just have to do with what do you need 
to be your best. And if you were to look at like, let's say, this is me adding in my own uh, two cents to the matter, but if you were to like look at your life as a circle and divide it into like a number of triangles or pies and label those sections, like one is relationships, one is interests and hobbies, one is education and learning, one is finances, one is spirituality, one is, I don't know, like exercise uh, or healthy eating. If you were to take four of those sections and have your special to-do list, all that have to do with or are under the theme of helping you feel balanced well um, and really fulfilled in your life, what would be those four things that become your not negotiables? What are the things that you need to stay on track, to feel focused in your day? Uh, and she gives a few different examples of, um, I believe hers were had to do with like having a nice life, family, work balance. I think she had like exercise and well-being in there. I forget the other two, but I really liked it because like I said in my previous personal journal, when I had my first daughter uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, give me a break. Why does no one prepare you for the intensity of becoming a parent? Where is my own free time? That's when I started to uh, get up real early, folks, because I was like, it's the only time I can have to myself. For the past like almost 10 years, that time has been very structured like it's a part of like business Kara and I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to da 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 and it didn't even occur to me that perhaps I could fill that first hour or two of my day just maximizing on those four quadrants or four uh, to-do list items that really help me feel at my best. Uh, so I know for sure I'm going to be putting uh, spirituality in there. I'm also going to be putting uh, movement and exercise in there, which I do already, but it hadn't been, I wasn't approaching it from the frame of mind of like what would make me feel happy. Uh, so I'm excited to implement this, folks, and I'll let you know how it goes. Generally, I'm enjoying the book. It's a pretty easy read. Not a brain buster, but a lot of good tips and tricks for just like practical ideas about um, reserving your time in a thoughtful way so you can be more productive. I'm starting to feel that I don't want to toot my own horn. I don't know if this is even a healthy horn to toot, but I don't maybe need this book. I'm pretty good at, she kind of outlines the four areas, four focused areas list, family, health, creativity, and productivity, which you can change as you like. But I think I'm really good at taking care of these four areas of my life. I, I spend a good part of my day taking care of my family. I try and devote five days a week to my physical health. My challenge for this book to myself was to start getting up and doing more meditation uh, in the morning alone. So uh, that's been medium. Clearly I am not finding the, I don't know, I need the motivation. But uh, so that's health and creativity is kind of baked into my work life. So being creative is what I do. Uh, drawing tattoos all the time. Oh, I got a dog that just almost fell down the stairs there. Um, and productivity is not my problem. I am very productive. I love a list. I love checking things off the list and I get shit done. So I'm not 
I feel really, it made me feel really good because I feel that I'm, maybe I'm good at using my time. So that's a happy note, happy note. Uh, but this has great tips like, hmm, oh, like the capsule wardrobe. Um, one of the ideas we all know, like Steve Jobs style, kind of black turtleneck every day. But I was thinking about it'd be fun to come up with a uniform for work that doesn't matter if I get kind of messy but also as a project to do like a capsule wardrobe just so I wear all my beautiful clothes that I'm never wearing these days like okay fall is coming like a fall semi list of great pieces and then how you have to reuse that reuse that reuse that for the next I don't know six weeks I was just thinking that'd be a fun project because <laughs> that's what I need is more to do's so anyways I just thought I'd do that for my fun Fun clothes that I like don't wear because I don't know why you just get into a slump. So I might just do that for fun and uh, I'll get back to you on uniform style. Uh, it just might be cool to have a cutie uniform like painter's pants I was thinking because they could get ink on them and that wouldn't look terrible. And like a black tee but like a variety of black tees. I don't know. What else? Oh, procrasta baking. Uh, mine is procrasta cleaning. I love a good clean. I like often tell myself I can't do it unless my house is clean so I can't settle down until the house is clean. Things put away but it's really just an excuse not to sit down and get my actual job done if I'm honest. That's why I don't think I'd be good working from home. I would dawdle. I would diddle dawdle all dilly dally all over the dawdly place. That wouldn't be great. Capsule wardrobe, procrastinating, procrastination and distraction yeah the same like just cleaning but it's a productive problem so I don't really want to get rid of it so guys as it turns out I'm 4% fixed <laughs> I guess we'll see by the book report anyways talk to you later bye this is a little bit different from the other books I've read for book interrupted because I'm visiting I'm on vacation visiting friends and family Normally, I read a couple chapters a day, slowly, and I'm never really rushing through a book. And this one I had to cram for in the last three days. So I do not enjoy that at all. So that's a bit different for me. However, I did it because, for instance, when I was visiting Meredith, we like to play games at night. So I wouldn't read before I go to bed because I'd want, I'd want to be able to get my eight hours sleep. So... Anyway, let me dive right in. So a couple of things I really liked about the book. Once again, I don't really need this book. I'm really good at the 4% fix. I don't necessarily get up at five in the morning, but I'm really good at figuring out time to schedule the things that I want to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly organized. So I've never had that problem. Like if there's something I really want to do, I do it and work it around my schedule. And in the past, I've overscheduled myself, so like when I was younger. So I'm really good at even scheduling. I know I need to schedule rest and time for me so I feel like a whole person. I never also give up my eight hours sleep. I might get seven, but I take my sleep very seriously because just I know a lot about health and I know that it's really important to get your sleep. And I just don't function well if I don't. A couple of things I really liked about the book that I didn't know is procrasta baking. I've never heard that term before and I really like it a lot. I don't do it. Baking's one of those things that I enjoy doing and I listen to an audiobook so it's more of like pleasurable for me. I'm more of a person that loves my to-do list so much that I have to 
create things to step away from it, I step away from work. So baking is, I'm not procrastinating on a to-do list for it. I'm enjoying myself listening to an audiobook and baking. But I really like that because I can see people doing that because it feels productive, right? Another thing I really like is that she has archetypes <laughs> for sleep. And I love an archetype. I'm sure Kara did too. She has, it's called lions, bears, wolves, and dolphins. And I am very clearly a bear. I'm like the 55%. So I wake up when the sun rises. I go to sleep when the sun sets and very scheduled like that, like my mind like feel sleepy when it's dark and awake when it's bright. I already have really good sleeping habits. Like for instance, I already dim all my lights for me and my kids because light is what wakes me up more than sound. I'm more of an audio, uh, like a visual person. So I dim all the lights when it's time for bed. And then I also have essential oil, alarm clock. It isn't actually alarm. It just releases essential oil before you go to bed and essential oil when you're supposed to wake up. So I have those going a half an hour before I'm supposed to go to bed or I'm supposed to wake up. I have a really good bedtime routine. So I think that the things that she puts in the book, a lot of things we've already mentioned on the podcast, which I also really like. She put who's driving the bus. I like that too, because we've mentioned that before. There's a part where she talks about angry Betty or something, which is like my Sally sabotaging her and stuff like that. So I really enjoy this author and I, I can relate to her. There's nothing in here that like blew my mind that I didn't know other than the procrastinating, <laughs> but I don't do that. Anyway, um, until my next personal journal, I enjoy reading it. It's super fast and easy to read. Hence, I read it in three days, no problem, where I would have never been able to do that with like a Women Who Run With The Wolves or a Sapiens or something like that. But um, yeah, good pick. Thanks, Lindsay. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted. Dot com. Book interrupted. Okay, so here's my interruption. Ringworm. <laughs> so I went swimming. I took my kids swimming with my nieces uh, to a public pool while visiting Meredith, my sister. I was trying to get all the kids dressed and ready, and I didn't have a shower myself. I thought, forget it. I'll just do it when we get home. And then... Um, on the way home, I even could feel my skin being really itchy, and I just thought maybe they used extra chemicals in the pool because of COVID. Maybe there's new regulations or something along those lines. So then the next day, I had like I thought they I thought they were hives, like these big hives, and then it turns out it was ringworm. And ringworm is actually not a worm; it's just like I guess a fungus you can get from a pool or something. So I just had to get some antifungal cream, and it went away. But yeah, I've never had that before. Ringworm, there's my interruption. Book interrupted. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Okay, so who yeah. wants to go? Does anyone want to go first? Maybe Lindsay should, yeah. or Lindsay. Uh, you, you Lindsay, not me, Lindsay. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lindsay. wherever you are. And... Okay, I don't really know how to start. Or maybe takeaways you've taken from doing the 4% fix might be helpful to people that are starting it. Cause I know you've done it for a while now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I would definitely recommend the 4% fix for anybody who's looking to improve their productivity or even just, I don't know, help organize their work-life balance or their life-life balance or whatever they're balancing, whatever balls they're kind of flowing in the air. And yeah, I've been doing the waking up earlier for a long time now, probably since June when I was reading the book 
And it has really helped me feel more organized mentally and makes me feel more prepared for my day and more prepared for my week. There are obviously some times where I don't do it or sometimes where I sleep in or sometimes where I just know the night before, like I'm not going to get up as early as 5 a.m. I might get up at six or at seven. I don't think I've slept in past 7.30 in like 10 years. So <laughs> I'm usually an early riser anyway. But uh, yeah, no, it really helps me feel like I have my own time, especially with kids and you know, other commitments and everything. It's my coveted time where I can do whatever I want. Does anybody else have a problem restraining themselves when someone says balls? I was like, <laughs> I was trying so hard not to interrupt it. I was like, okay, calm down. And then I was like, going to congratulate us for not jumping on that setup for a joke. And then I thought maybe it's just me <laughs> anyway. So oh, all the time, any words, like if someone says box, I'm like, <laughs> like all of the above. <laughs> Kim. Anyway, I'm Perfect. sorry, Lindsay. What a poignant <laughs> reflection on the 4% fix. I was listening the whole time. Kim. <laughs> Kim, sometimes I am on purpose, put words like that, that might make people giggle into my regular conversation with like a completely like straight face, like straight yeah. face. Just and to that's see. why we love you. Yeah. <laughs> like I need to erect the tent. Can somebody like to help me? <laughs> Can yeah. someone help me erect this? <laughs> innuendos are so funny (laughs) Uh, Um, so I was thinking we could because I think by the end of the last uh, thing that we talked about everybody was going to try to put something from the book into what's that word like use it use the book it somehow so maybe I don't know if everyone feels about going around the circle and saying what you did or how it worked or whether it's whether you liked it or not or something yeah Yeah. sure yeah Sarah do you want to start okay during the 4% fix, I have been traveling around visiting friends and family. So I would normally, like, I'm actually, I'm really good at all of this already. So it was just kind of like rereading things I already do. <laughs> but when I started Book Interrupted, I did the same thing. I didn't wake up at five, but I woke up at six and then did all my research and figured out what I wanted to do for Book Interrupted because that was the only time I had because I have three kids. So I kind of already do that. Like, I'm really good at time management when I want to do my own thing. So I do have something I want to do for my 4% fix, but because I've been traveling around and I'm kind of like in other people's lives, not in my own life, I've been doing the 4% fix for Book Interrupted. So I just wake up early to do all the Book Interrupted stuff. So I'm kind of doing it, but not for like, that's my old passion project. Book Interrupted is now work for me. And I'm, I'm thinking about doing a new passion project, which is learning a new skill. So are you yeah, going to share with us or skill? you're still deciding? You know, no, Sarah. I know what it is. Oh. I'm not ready to share. As if I, same with Book Interrupted. Once I figure it out, I will share with all of you. But I'm going to learn a new thing starting when I get back to Senegal in a few weeks. Nice. Your yeah, response awesome. is so good because you're like, I have a passion project. Mine is literally like, I might get up early and watch TV. Like I'm making it so easy on myself because that's how, like I said it in my final book report or whatever. I'm trying it. I went to, I'm I'm consistently going to bed at 10, which is really great because when we started Book Interrupted, I read all the books over the summer because I was off because it was like COVID shut down and then I just didn't go back to work and whatever. So I was able to kind of cram, you know, and I, and I don't have any habits formed for this actual podcast that are going to be good moving forward. 
I don't have time to cram again. So I need to build in time at least to read. So I thought I could do that as well in the morning, but I definitely have a problem going to bed because I'm getting that alone time and I want to just watch TV and then I go to bed really late. And so I force myself to go to bed at 10 and then I read, which is good for the anxiety I was feeling and good for actually falling asleep and good for accomplishing the commitment of Book Interrupted. And then I've been waking up slightly earlier. This is me baby stepping my way to eventually kind of doing it. So I've been practicing it, but practicing it light, like very light. And my first... 4% 4% fix. My first passion project is going to be watching all my shows in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you have it like, cause then you're limited by how much you can do. You can't just like binge it until two in the morning because someone's going to need breakfast, right? I never like, even thought about that. That's a really great point. You put a limit in there, which is cause when you get into a good show, it's easy to be like one more. Yeah. And then in the morning, you're like, why did I stay up? Totally. That's another thing, Kim. That's what she says. It's a practice. You have to get used to having it into your routine. Someone like me, I've been doing this for like, I don't know, 20 years. My issue was like scaling back my schedule. Like I'm really good at scheduling everything. So, and making sure I get my eight hours sleep. Well, I have these like priorities, right? So for me, it was super easy. I'm like, oh, I'll just do book interrupted now at six in the morning. But for someone who's not used to doing something like a 4% fix, it's a, it's a habit. You have to change all of your habits and changing habits is, she says, baby step it or you'll fail. And mm-hmm. I, I read that book, Atomic Habits. And he says that too, you have to make it easier for doing the things you want to do and harder to do the things that aren't a good habit for you. The bad habits you're trying to break, you have to make them harder and the good habits that you want to start, you have to make them super easy. So he says the same thing, like 10 minutes, like be like, okay, I'm only going to do 10 minutes of this run. And she mentions that in the book, or I think it was her. She's like, I'm just going to run for 10 minutes. And then there's only three times she only ran for 10 minutes, but it's just the mentality of being like, I can do 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. It's the mentality of that. So I think you're doing the right, the right thing to actually be successful. I totally agree. That's why I loved this book because she has a great voice, like an awesome sense of humor and the content is delivered in such a way that you don't feel threatened, I guess, because a lot of times when you're trying to go up for a challenge and you might be insecure about it or whatever, it's just that in and of itself is a barrier to even beginning, right? And so I think she just does a really good job of presenting the idea and then in such a way that you can't fail. Like literally, yes, I can go to bed five seconds earlier and wake up five seconds earlier if that's how small my baby step is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I, that's one of the things I really liked about it. I'm almost done the book. I'm eight pages left. I was so tired last night. I was like, come on, like, we have to record <laughs> tomorrow. But I couldn't do it. And then I was poor time management this morning. So I was like, I'll just read it in the morning. 4% fix. I only gave myself a 1% fix today. So I couldn't read those last eight pages. Did you read the page that says you can like sleep in? That's normal. She had two weeks that she just slept in. A hundred percent. I've read everything except for like the last chapter and the beginning of like, here's some resources to organize yourself. Mm. That's good. I liked that at the end there too, that I actually filled that out. Name the things that why you'd get out of bed for and, you know, something, I forget what, do you remember what the other things were? It was focused for. Work is four and then like long-term bucket list goals. I thought that was kind of cool. And then what creativity means to you? Like what is creativity? Oh yes, that's true. That was cool. And I also really like in the book, 
how, cause she's a journalist, she really did her research. So, you know, you're talking about creating habits and then she also talks about how the brain works and how she, you know, the pathways and how you can develop pathways so that those habits work. And, you know, I, I appreciated that of this book. And I said that in my book for a personal journal, as opposed to that kind of guru idea of the self-help where it's like, oh, I live this and you should listen to me. Whereas I think she's great because she's like, I'd live this. You can listen to me or not. Do you do you? But also here's a whole bunch of research and backup of why I think the way that I think. And this is also my personal experience of how it worked mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And why you might consider it too. Yeah. yeah. And why it might work for you. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because we're all humans and this is the research. Yeah. I also really like how she drilled in the sleep throughout the whole book, because I think a lot of like, I call it the crazy train when I used to live here, because I felt like I was on a crazy train trying to do a whole bunch of things at the same time. And I think when you're in like a super stressed out situation, someone being like, okay, take an hour for yourself. You might think, it's fine. I'll just have one hour less sleep. Like, and she kept yeah. on drilling it. Do not take less sleep. Go to bed. What are you doing at night? Like, just go to bed early. Like, or if, if you can't go to bed early, I like how she did the archetypes too. Then, you know, carve it out at a different time, but make it so you're still getting your sleep. It's not about getting rid of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I think you can't like, sustain it if you don't have sleep. Like yeah, Tony Robbins actually says the opposite. Like I like he said that because he used to be like, so what if you get seven instead of eight? Some people need it. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Our whole society doesn't value sleep. Like Matthew Walker is incredible about uh, providing like the evidence, research, and support into how integral sleep is. It messes us up. We're all Matthew Walker. Sorry, he wrote that book, Why We Sleep. It's good. Oh, it's brilliant. The sleep like, researcher, brilliant. like a sleep scientist. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Kara, continue. Yeah. No, just, uh, I also appreciated that about the author in that basically one of the major takeaways was how important sleep is because how can you keep sustain and thrive in these new schedules or way of managing your life if you're not giving yourself the very foundational things that your body and mind need to do well. And I noticed I was like Sarah, when I read the book, I didn't really feel like I needed it. I kind of feel lukewarm about the book. Like I don't hate it, but I wasn't uh, overly inspired. It was a really great read. I appreciated how practical she was, like what you guys were saying with just little things like the whole reward system and how the mind works that way. Take a page out of Seinfeld's uh, life and make yourself a big calendar and do those like X's so you can visually see that. And then that in itself is wonderful. But yeah, one of the biggest takeaways, I gained more awareness around my sleep habits from this book. And it was a fantastic takeaway because I started to see the pattern of how the wheels start coming off for me at sleep is the first step. Once that starts to go, then you can predict 
that my level of self-care is going to slowly start to erode. My healthy eating habits are going to, I'm going to be ingesting more sugar, carbs, caffeine. So it was such a great takeaway. I was like, yeah, it's so simple. Just get your freaking sleep because now I can see the pattern, how, when I don't honor that. Domino effect. Yeah. I think there's like a misconception that we're not doing anything when we sleep as well. And your body, body, your brain is very busy when you sleep doing important Mm -hmm. things. And so when people are like, well, just skip it because you're too busy. And you're like, well, I'm busy when I sleep too, even if if I don't really know what's happening. I feel like society is set it up like that, right? Like Mm -hmm. that whole achieve and meritocracy and everything like that. People look for like, where can I shave off? And then people are like, well, sleep because you don't realize how busy you are when you're sleeping because you're sleeping, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's undervalued. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, Leah and I both love sleep. So <laughs> I love yeah. sleep too. And my bed is Me so too. comfortable. Oh. I made all these efforts to like, cause I knew how important sleep, this is so fu- ironic, actually. I know how important sleep is. So I was like, I'm going to invest. I'm going to spend like oh, too much money on a king size bed. At that time, yeah. my son was sleeping in our bed. So I'm like, we need a king size bed. If this is going to keep happening, <laughs> there's yeah. not enough room. And then I got these really awesome pillows. I would never spend, like I would buy pillows at, you know, your local big box store or whatever. And then, yeah. uh, you know, 10 bucks and they're lumpy in five minutes. I got like hundred dollar pillows, which is insane to me, but I asked my mom and she still has her hundred dollar pillows from like 27 years ago. So I was like, okay, well maybe that is a good investment. Anyway, I've created such an oasis that it's quite the challenge to do the 4% fix now because I love my bed. It's so comfortable. That's true. But going there earlier, I guess I'm not really missing out on my bed. Am I? It's true. Right. You're getting more sleep. Yeah. Going earlier. So there you go. So Leah, did you do it? Did you do anything? Um, for I didn't, full disclosure, I didn't finish the book, but I did like the book for where I got to. I think she's really funny. I love like her humor came through very easily on the book. My favorite thing was the thing she invented called the P-hag. Oh, I was going to say, how do you pronounce that? P-hag. I love that. I think I'm going to do a little comic strip with the P-hag and the B-hag. What does it stand for again? What's PHAG? Do you remember? Uh, hold on. I wrote it down. The BHAG is like big, hairy ass goal, maybe. And then it's petite, hairless, agreeable goal. That for me was like, I need that like as a tattoo. Like (laughs) my takeaway from the book is that I need a new book called minus 4% fix. I need less. Uh, The list of family productivity, health, and uh, creativity, I was like, I definitely put my health below productivity is like almost too important to me. I was like, I was reading the book and I was like, man, I need the opposite book. I always prioritize my sleep really well, but I run myself into the ground, I think is my takeaway. I stopped reading the book because I was getting sad at me. Actually, it was like just making me kind of sad. Like I was just like, I'm I'm pushing myself too hard. Creativity is like baked into the the cake with my life and my work. So creativity is not a problem. I have too many passion projects and I, as we all do, bleed for my family. Like I'm always giving too much. She nails it mm-hmm. every time, folks. I nail it. I do. I think I nail it, but I'm nailing it to the point where I'm like, I think I'm causing myself to have more problems because I'm giving away everything. 
I don't understand why that equals a negative 4% fix for you. Oh, like I need 4% less. Something. 4% like I less need to cut out. I'm doing yeah. too much, too many things everywhere and not doing any of them to a hundred percent. But maybe your 4% fix is your health of some, in some Yeah, way. I guess that that's mm-hmm. what it is, is I'm not giving it to health. I wanted to use my 4% of my time to be by myself. I thought you had mentioned meditation. Yeah, meditation. I was already getting up at 5.36 o'clock. So it's like, then like, I guess I have to go to bed another hour earlier, but I was already getting eight hours sleep. So I don't know. It just felt like I didn't prioritize it. Clearly I didn't make the time for myself. I don't know where to cut out anything. I don't know. It just bummed me out. You know what I was thinking? Mm. One part of the book, she talks about rest, right? And they don't necessarily mean sleep. Mm. And one of the things they said is like, go for a walk in the forest because your mind will rest and it'll go to the other side, right? Yeah. Right. Mm. So like walking on a beach or walking in the forest or take, like maybe your 4% fix is like just going for a walk around the block by yourself with no destination, nothing to do. I'm the same as you. I said this in my personal <laughs> journal, like, cause I thought it was really funny. She said the procrastinating. I thought that's yeah. Ah, me too. I do <laughs> that, that all the time. time. But I don't do yeah. procrastinating because my thing is like Leah, productivity and work is always the top. So I have to schedule and drag myself out yeah. of it to do other things. So one of the things I do to stop myself from working is I bake and I put an audiobook because that's like a reward for me, mm-hmm. like baking and doing audiobook because it's so different than me being productive. I'm like Leah, but I've like learned it over the years, especially when I had my other, my old business, when I ran that distribution company, I literally worked, I don't know, 16 hours a day. Like I just never stopped. I was not healthy and I had to start scheduling like healthy time for me and all of my activities had to go from being like athletic to being like okay restorative yoga only and like anything that was calming meditation class all of my activities went from being like high energy exercise to being like something that's close to going to sleep right? like, <laughs> yeah, super relaxing right go to the spa it had to be have a meditation or something yeah so I'm like yeah, yeah. well maybe I need to book spa days for myself then because it's like oh it was I know it was hard for anyone to get up at five and so it's I'm just making excuses but it was just hard to see why getting up to be alone to meditate would be more valuable than eight hours sleep and there's no, mm, like I could cut back and go to bed earlier, but it's like, I value having a functional relationship. That's the quality time I get to spend with my husband is that one hour at night. So I don't know what to do, but. Get him to come to bed with you for some coffee. Oh, oh coffee. Yeah. <laughs> hot coffee. Oh my gosh. Um, I think you're onto something, Sarah, is that it's all about fun. Like what balances as you get to know yourself more and more, and we never stop getting to know ourselves and the different versions of ourselves. It's asking ourselves like what would bring the balance and for yours and Leah's personality type, it is how can I emphasize being and not doing, but you'd need to do it as a trick. And what you did right there, Sarah, was you were like, okay, I know that I'm a, like, I love scheduling. So can I bring in balance to my life by putting those things into a schedule? So it feels like doing, and then you ramped up the reward system. 
So you're like, I need to bring activities that are sleep-like and then you would reward yourself. So yeah, Lee, I think it's like exploring what would feel uber rewarding, waking up at 4.45 a.m. to do a meditation. You're gonna put that off like nobody's business. Well, like when I was doing that, I was just falling asleep, like sitting up meditating (laughs) like this. And then it was like, I was like, I'm not meditating. I'm just wasting my time. I need eight hours sleep. Yeah. Well, and maybe you need a small chunk of a bit too. Don't go for the full hour. Your daughter, her age now, like as she gets older, she's gonna become more independent and you might be able to just carve out some time in the middle of the day. Yeah. That might be a good midday thing to do. Instead of at the beginning, like I know my kids sometimes go to bed at eight and they get up at six. So they're eight to six. There's not a lot of, room for me to have the husband time and the alone time but you know maybe a half an hour uh i might be able to swim yeah i should have baby stepped it like all things i was not taking kim's notes and doing baby steps with high reward i was like well all or nothing all or nothing and this it's just been the worst book cycle for me (laughs) it's just been like this is too hard i don't like all this (laughs) i'm like it really made me look at how i spend my time and i didn't like knowing when I first started years ago, scheduling things, uh, there's no way if they told me to do, I, if I, in my mind said I had to do it every day, no way. There's just no way. Yeah. I do not have time to do something for myself every day. So, But you could I, try yeah, just a couple of days. Right. I, wanna, so I, would have I don't want to come across like I think class. I'm selfless or something. I'm not selfless. I'm very selfish. It's just that I have, like, I don't know. I just have a lot of projects, I guess. I, I think you went too big. I think what everyone's saying, like literally- I went too big. Go to bed five minutes earlier and wake up five minutes earlier and then just right. feel good about just it. Just do that. That's right. it. Just have your only on a Monday. Morning Try coffee on by Monday. yourself, right? Like, yeah, just yeah. like yeah. a day. She's right. Just the one day and just be like, this is my five minute coffee in silence. Yeah. Okay. Go to the backyard. I needed, I needed a little pep talk, I think, because I yeah. just felt like it was really <laughs> uncomfortable to examine my time and how I spend my time. Like, it was uncomfortable. It was like, I'd rather mm-hmm. just keep my head down and complain about it later. But you know what's interesting too that I'm just thinking about, and this might be like, I might be way off, but Mm -hmm. I know that in other podcasts, you've shared whatever challenges you have with passionate emotions. Is this a good way to describe it? You Um, can say it in plain English because I don't understand that. Like you are explosive when you feel something like you, right? So perhaps there is an unconscious need or something that might be met by you actually uh, like embracing this in the way that you can. So if it's that five minutes, five minutes, and perhaps the ripple effect is a dulling on those explosions because of the like reorganizing. Yeah, like that's kind of my way. Yeah, like I go crazy, 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 and then I crash. Could you could you do, Leah, just in yeah. the morning? Like I like to just lay in bed in the morning for however long, me, me mm-hmm. maybe longer than most people, and just <laughs> be, like wake up and just lay there and be. Like it's not meditation. I don't call it anything oh else. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. I it's don't so think good. of anything. I'm just there. Sounds- I let my creative juices flow or whatever. I maybe that. I think of something. So just do like 10 minutes in the morning of just laying there. Don't think about your day. Don't pick up your phone. Don't do anything. Just be for 10 minutes. And that'll yes. be just like, you're, you're, you're still in bed. You're still feeling cozy. Actually we did. Yeah. I love that. And B and I thought it might be fun to bring the coffee, like get one of those coffee makers that has it. You could set the timer. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And those. put it in our bedroom. <laughs> and then you could smell yeah. it and it'll wake and you up. And it's like yeah. brewing and you're like aware of it and you wake up and then you could just sit there and your coffee's yeah. there. You don't have to go downstairs. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I want to be brilliant be for more than 10 minutes. It okay, could be your that. alarm clock, right? Cause like, it that could be, be like your alarm a, clock. aroma alarm clock. Like Sarah has oh, cool. like, yeah. coffee. Yes. That should be a thing. So when I wake, I need to wake up before my alarm That's goes cool. off because I'm like smelling like citrus and I'm like, oh. Morning. <laughs> smells like morning sunshine. Or at night, if I start smelling it and I'm not starting to get myself to sleep or starting to read a book, because I read a book before I go to bed, um, I'm like, oh, my essential oils are on. What, what time is it? And then I start coming <laughs> down and getting myself ready for bed. Yeah. You're so oh, fun. I like that. <laughs> You're so I scheduled, just, Sarah. It's like you're scheduling the the smells in your house at the right time so that you, I love it. So. I even dim the lights at that time. Like when the kids start going to bed, I'm like, oh, time for bed. And I go around turning off all the major lights <laughs> and the lamps. I'm like, time for bed, everyone. Oh my goodness. Oh, see my lights, I have them programmed um, oh, for sunset brilliant. every day. Cause we, cause in the North here, like in the summer, dark out maybe from midnight till 4 a.m. It messes with your clock. So we have all blackout curtains and the lights slowly come on in the morning and they slowly go oh, that's <laughs> that's that. Fun. That would help with the circadian rhythm. That's yeah, cool. that's why I did it. After I read Matthew Walker's book, I was like, I'm yeah, getting these lights. I know. <laughs> Honestly, guys, Matthew I'm Walker. I'm all into, like, Leah. Yeah, for anyone who's interested it. in uh, sleep, it, he is a brilliant, brilliant man. That's yeah. one of the things that I did also that was one of my super duper baby steps was just having my blinds open. Cause normally mm-hmm. like I would get in like relationship fights with my husband because he wants them open for that exact reason that mm-hmm. it'll kickstart him. And I want them closed for that exact reason. Cause I do not want to be kickstarted at the time that kickstarting happens on earth. <laughs> and so that was another thing that I did that was just super achievable. I just opened my blinds and then try- felt like experienced what it felt like to wake up like that the light thing is one of how I was able to achieve it because I need like a slow gradual wake up because of like epilepsy but Dan because he gets up for work at 5 30 um he hasn't been using the light we have a wake-up light because he didn't want to wake me up especially when like the kids were young and I was nursing and I'd been up all night or whatever and so I was like we need to start using the light and then I can get up with you and so it totally, cause like, I just need the gradual before the like loud radio comes on. If I can gradually wake up, I'm not jolted awake and I can actually get out of bed. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. The impact books have on our lives is not limited to the words written between the covers. Some books inspire new thoughts and send us to unexpected places. Follow me, Meredith, every Sunday as I descend further and further in my recurring blog segment, Down the Rabbit Hole, at www.bookinterrupted.com blog. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted are the night owls of the bunch. We know who that is creativity's best in the morning but no oh. for me i was like i'm just not a lion the little light that flashes that'll keep me up at night you just can't be sleeping in the cubicle <laughs> save yourself it's like the I hulk like i'm turning green so it feels like there's like a fight book interrupted never forget every child matters